I was thinking about my presidential run, and I was like, man, somebody just opens up the IO panel, I'll be fucked. <laughs> All the lunatic shit that's come out of my mouth on this show. Welcome to episode 139 of the IO panel. I am this week's host, James. How are you doing, everyone? Uh, and with me today is Evan and Michael, as always, my trusty sidekicks and co-hosts. Side pieces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Evan. The hi is Michael. How are you doing, Evan? How was your week? Uh, pretty... Uh... That was pretty good. Right. I went. I saw uh, a fancy show. I saw Cirque du Soleil last night. I was telling you guys earlier, and with some friends. Great show. Uh, it was the Corteo show, which is actually a lot older than I thought. It was, I believe, it was created in '96, so it's been going for twenty plus years. Do they? Is that their like only? Is is that their like main traveling show? Because I know they have certain shows in certain places. For <clears> so. They have, and they definitely retired some shows, but I believe they have about 20-ish active shows worldwide at any given time. Now, I'll say like 10 of them are sort of residency shows in Las Vegas at, uh, you know, a bunch of the big casinos. Yeah, they have, so, they have a few different ones down there I remember seeing. Oh, yeah. Like, they have Michael Jackson and the Beatles and Zumanity and, you know, a bunch of others. I definitely want to take probably like a two-week trip to Las Vegas sometime and just... Let's see all humanity. That's the adult one where there is nudity and oh. acrobatics. Uh-huh. So that would be interesting. <clears throat> um, but this is the fourth one that I've seen. I really recommend it. Live and in person? Yes. I've seen videos of older ones. I remember you showing me a video. A long time ago. I mean, what is this nonsense? Yeah, I remember seeing it and being like, "Gay, what are you, you artsy ass bitch? <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here!" I no, remember. I was like, I was like sitting there watching it for like an hour. I was like, "All right, so like, when's like the?" It's like, where are the clowns and the elephants? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, when's the show start? Like, it's like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, like these guys like are play. these guys <laughs> are warming up the like... crowd or something. So like you said there was a circus. There's no elephants. <laughs> Michael was very into it. I was super down on it. I was like, "This is fucking lame." I think did I see Cirque du Soleil once? No, I don't think I saw. It. I just saw never the video in person. Me. Yeah, I just saw the video you, you you brought over, and I was like, "No, this is dumb." But I I, I recognize the good. James has no no class. No I taste. have class, but all the fucking like str- strutting around on stage and all the weird shit. I'm just like, this is strange. I don't like interpretive stuff. I need to understand. Not a fan. Fair enough. Most uh, of their shows are not in English. There's there are some English language components, but the creators of Cirque du Soleil are French primarily. So that's there's what adds some to French the art, influence. Yeah, artsiness, man. And last night's show was basically Spanish. So and that was cool. Hmm. The overall arc was sort of reliving. Uh, it reminded me of the movie Big Fish, actually. It was reliving this oh. guy's life, who the show opened with him presenting this as, like, his funeral. 
So pretty interesting. If anyone has not seen Cirque du Soleil and they come to your town or you happen to go to Vegas, catch, you know, any of their shows, they're good. Nice. Then went out to dinner at a place that I was was way too fancy for me. I was wearing black boots and khakis and a polo shirt and I was definitely underdressed. Where'd um, you go? I don't even remember the name. It was like some French lady's name. Mm. A restaurant named after that. Isabelle. Um, <laughs> no, but I had uh, lamb osobuco, which was fantastic. It's like, uh, if you think of oxtail, it's like the lamb version of that. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Super tender, delicious, little bit of mashed potatoes and roasted carrots. Had some uh, some deviled eggs, and they mixed smoked salmon into the egg yolk part and put caviar on top. She was so good. Wow. That sounds Delicious. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Nice. I had a really good night. Good. And then, um, so that was a fantastic meal. And to, to re-familiarize everyone who didn't know, I've been doing a lot of fasting lately, so I had not eaten in a week. That was a spectacular way to end my fast. On the way home, I wanted to try some, some of my old favorites, some takeout Chinese food lo mein. So I got a small order on the way home, and disappointingly and thankfully, it was gross. And this is lo mein from a place that I love. Love this place. And when I ate it, it was just squishy noodles and flavorless ingredients and sauce. It was. It tasted like nothing. Was it just good like you and got bad. a bad order, or do you no. think your taste, but your taste for it has changed? It has changed. Wow, that's interesting. Which is, is it's good because you know it's not like a great thing to eat, but it's bad because it was one of my favorite things. Yeah, of course. It sucks when that happens, but yeah, it's good well, because it's that's not just because of your that's because your diet and everything. You're... Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an overall positive thing. Yeah, um, it's like a really since bad, I, really bad for you. Yeah. Oh well, but it does. It uh, having that lamb definitely reinforced my want to get a, an instant pot pressure cooker, mm. so I can make some really nice, you know, concentrated sauces and buy some cheap cuts of meat and make them tender. And uh, my friend's wife got shrimp and grits, and some of the sauce they put on there. Of course, it was like a lot of butter, but it was also a a house made shrimp stock. From like whole shrimp and the shells and the brains and everything like that. My God, so much flavor. Nice. Wow. Definitely got to treat yourself sometimes. Yeah, shrimp and grits is pretty fucking good. There's a place in uh, around here that does that. That we, me and Michael have been to a couple times. They do a really good shrimp and grits. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your week, Michael? What'd you get into? Anything? Mm, not really. First, first full week back to work. Nice. Um, you know, government shutdown ended, thankfully. Yeah, when's the next one due? A couple weeks? Couple one weeks, week? Yeah. February 15th. Okay. Tax day. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, hopefully that doesn't fucking happen, but who the fuck knows? Right? I'm sure it will. Ha- has yeah. your company uh, sent out any notice, like, no. you know, procedures in case that happens? Obviously, it's probably going to be similar, just, you know, what happened this last time. No, they never do. Mm-hmm. No company I've ever worked for has ever sent out anything other than we we know as much as you do. Let's keep watching the news. Okay, 
great, thanks. Hmm. Um, but yeah, back to work finally, so that was good. Um, you know, just playing catch up with a bunch of stuff there. And like, what the hell were we doing? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, what's my job again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no joke, man. You're sitting there, like, uh, what the hell were we working on? You know, like, it's like, ah, uh, right, you a minute, Sue, do, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're like, Jesus, you know, app but... get what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you start so typing anyway. with two fingers again. But anyway, yeah, did that. Um, we'll talk about it later, but I tried my own uh, adventures in dieting. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, sure, we'll know, do a little update from quick review. And blower, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's really about it. Um, nothing really earth-shattering to report. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I started, uh, oh, I did start doing this. I started uh, writing down the restaurants I've been at, I've dined at, and, uh, you know, when did I go, where did I go, who did I go with, what did I eat, what did I drink, and how did I like it? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Well, are you going to start an Instagram to review these things? That was not my plan. Okay. Are you... Getting uh, early onset Alzheimer's. Uh, I believe I've had it since the age of twelve. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. You, you seem to be, you know, documenting like the movies you've seen, which is fair, and then the restaurants and when, like time of day, table number, waiter, waitress, <laughs> drink, and everything. You know, like, so I need to that, remember that would take it to the next level, which <laughs> I appreciate, and I might have to do that. <laughs> Thank you for, for I'm going to start writing down, you know, oh, Adam served us, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, start writing all these things down, man. I like it. Thank you, Evan. On his second yeah. visit to the table, he made a joke. It fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude, you have to start carrying around a micro cassette recorder with you to yeah. take uh, verbal notes. Mm-hmm. Just to replay the sound, it's like... <laughs> Nice. James? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't do much. Uh, we don't do anything. Yeah. We're pretty boring. Yeah. Well, well you just did something. Shit. Yeah, I mean, that's just... But, but I can't... that's an anomaly. Yeah. I mean, no, but you go it's to not show. that you much of an anomaly. But you go to concerts stuff, and shit. Yeah, yeah Michael... oh, by the way, the New mm-hmm. Daisy Theater, where we saw Parkway Drive when you guys came down, yeah. is mm-hmm. closed. Uh, wasn't it closing before? Uh, no? Maybe I mentioned that. It, I, I read an article I maybe a week or two us. ago. No, you I, didn't. I could okay, have. Not, and that was you didn't tell us about that. If it was a week or two ago, you didn't tell us about it. Yeah, I thought I thought you said something was going to happen to it, like you know, like a month or so after we left there. Mm. That's too bad. It was a cool place. Yeah, hopefully another you know management group comes in because it's. We it's were a losing great too venue. much money on that, you know, fifty dollars. Yeah, all you can deal was too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, I think some controversy that. surrounding that. Yes, yeah, that was it's a, not clear. It's a new waitress, and that should not have happened. But still, you're, you know, a sixty dollar uh, drink tab there could still get you in a pretty good place, even if it's yeah. not unlimited. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't even think I got to that. I got like fish know? that night too. Yeah, we're like James and I were like, keep coming, you know. Like, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, we were going in. Yeah, because um, we're like, why not, you know? But uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't think we got we got that but, far. But so. we we do stuff. Michael goes out to dinner quite often. I've been nagging him and his dinner companion to go at least write them down. Mm-hmm. So he's doing Ha-ha! that, which is good. Um, Indeed. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm just like waiting on a new job, so. Waiting on the final details for this new job, so we'll see if that comes through. And so, I've, since then, I haven't really been doing anything. I did go to a friend's house last night and hang out with them and did some stuff. And uh, what else did I do this week? Played a lot of video games. Uh, got uh, my buddies to play Space Engineers with me, which is great. So, had four, 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 like five or six people in Space Engineers at once. It was pretty crazy. Uh, all ring on my local computer. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so the ping. Somebody's ping was like one ninety nine at one point. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking of setting up another computer just for as a dedicated server, or maybe when I get a job renting a server, just have it up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game if you want to just go relax. James, this reminds me of uh, my old computer that that you took to some land yeah, party yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Mm. <laughs> Ah, oh, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I did, man. I didn't do anything else. Have you officially dropped out of your D&D crew, or are you still suffering through that? Well, D&D is today, and this is going to be... I think t- today, doing it without me, and then Sunday, next Saturday, they'll be doing it without me. No, last night they did it without me. Next Saturday, they'll be doing it without me. And uh, then I think I'll be done after that. I have a Star Citizen thing on next Saturday that I'm trying to get everybody to go to. And then uh, D&D, they're, they're changing, they're adding a new D&D campaign, um, which is Warhammer 40K, mm. um, which seems like it'll be interesting, but I'm not going to do it. I already told them no to that one straight out. Uh, and they're going to be rotating between that one and like standard Dungeons & Dragons. So... Yeah, I'll be I'll be out like after next week, and I'm not even gonna play again. I won't play again. Period, probably. So probably. it's fun, but it's not. It's very to me. It's very boring because I'm not a, you know, my imagination. <laughs> not a nerd. No, I don't know. You know, I see Michael would enjoy it. He doesn't think that. He might not think that now, but it's like a perfect built for Michael. Because this is a fucking dork. He knows he just, he's just a like like we said like I said earlier. He's just a he's a database with a bunch of facts and numbers in it, and that's like a perfect game for those type of people who can like prattle off facts and numbers and details. Well, one d four is actually what happens when you cast light magic. Blah 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 blah. I mean, just like you know, the the, the dorkiness is like level eight hundred. But you can have, I mean, this this shit you can do. You can have a lot of fun playing D and I'm not knocking it. I totally get where you can have a great time, especially if you're like sitting in a room with your boys drinking, and it's not this online remote stuff, but it's like actually sitting in people's other people's presence playing, like a weekly game. Then it becomes really fun. I think. Lightning you know? bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do I have a second action? Okay, well, I'd like to move 30 feet. That's exactly what it's like. It's super boring. <laughs> you know? I just found out, like, last week that every action is actually six seconds. So every time you take an action, it's six seconds passes. 
Um, so Who keeps track of all that. Nobody keeps track of it. The the DM knows how long he has us doing things, and we're lucky. Uh, the guy who's our dungeon master is very very good. He's extremely good. He does a great job. He does a lot of pre work. He does like a day of pre work before every game. And he presents, he does all the, he uses Roll20's built-in systems to build in a dynamic kind of play area and set. So our characters are actually being moved through the area and actually fight, fighting enemy tokens, enemies who are represented by tokens on the map. It's pretty good. It's, he's done a good, good job with it. It's pretty nice. So, I mean, if you have the room to have the, like, um, the imagination, then you can have a good time with D&D. I definitely wouldn't say it's a dead game or a game people shouldn't play. Um, but yeah. Anywho. So, if no one has anything else, let's go on to the news. What do we sure. got here? Uh, first article is mine. James, I thought this might interest you a little bit. It's a sort of a new approach to uh, 3D printing, you know, in its infancy, but previous 3D printing has been, you know, layer by layer, you know, it, it, machines can get pretty advanced, different materials and everything. But this sort of uses like CT scan and MRI scan technology where you take a figure, in this case is uh, the thinker, mm-hmm. and you put it in like CT scan, MRI, and, and sort of dissect it layer by layer and uh, put those images into a computer. And then what you do is project those images into a rotating um, what is it? It's, um, it's, I don't want to say it's a silicone, but it's some, it's an artificial resin, right? Mm-hmm. So by projecting, you know, certain frequency of light, the, you project these, um, these flat images while the cylinder is rotating. So in a couple of minutes, it recreates the 3d image or the 3d model from the, uh, the slices. So it the model they make in the video in this article is relatively small, but they say you know you could uh, use it for medical stuff like if you had to recreate someone's jaw. You know you can t- you can scan what's there or, or extrapolate or just take measurements and then print a new, you know, um, say scaffolding for a jaw in a couple of minutes versus a couple of weeks. So pretty interesting since it's relatively new, you know, it's a little rough around the edges and, and needs some tweaking, but, uh, it's, I like the idea. I thought some people might find it interesting also. That's actually really cool. That's actually very interesting. Wow. It's a different way of thinking about it, which I like. Yeah, me too. It's, it's pretty exciting. Just think about that. Like this is really like the next generation right here. Like you print this thing out and it's going to make, 3D printing super useful. Yep. Yeah, I like that. You just need like a five foot tall cylinder, then you can, you know, 3D print a katana out of resin. Yeah. So that that yellow liquid is resin and and hardener or something. Um, I would say yes. They don't go into too many details as as I saw. Just that it was an artificial resin that uh, that responds to certain light frequencies. Nice. Very cool. All right. Uh, excuse me. This next one's me here. Um, so I thought this was interesting. I didn't know this was a thing. Uh, you know, with all the, the winter vortex and whatnot, well, you know, most animals either are out in the woods dying, hibernating, or 
we've taken them in somewhere. But then there's a few of our more cuddly, cold-blooded friends who live outside because they're monsters. <laughs> they're for- forgotten pre- prehistoric nightmares. And uh, <laughs> the lizards that evolution forgot. Um, anyway, so we're talking about uh, crocodiles um, or alligators, I guess. Uh, so in North Carolina, they've been sticking their snouts up above the water and then letting the water freeze around them. It's the weirdest thing, and it's called brumation. I just thought it was super interesting when I saw it. And so they just go into brumation, which is like their version of hibernation. Like they lower their heart rate, everything like that, and they just fucking stick their noses up above the water and they just sit there until the, everything's cool again, until things go back to normal, it unfalls, and they can come back online. You know, but they're all, when it's done, they're all rowdy and hungry <laughs> and like they're ready to go. So you got to stay away. <laughs> they're not fucking around when they come out of it. There's in this video, there's a guy petting one of the noses sticking out of the water. And it was like, totally the weirdest thing. Like they don't want to be petted, but you just think about this. They're in the water frozen solid, you know, and they're cold blooded. Yeah. So they're different. Their bodies are basically shut down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very interesting. I can see a, a wave of, YouTube boop the snoot challenges with alligators, and then someone's gonna lose a hand. Oh yeah, absolutely. and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, boop the snoot, boop the snoot. Wow, <laughs> the teeth bitey bitey. <laughs> um, that's pretty interesting though. The yeah. adaptation of animals. I'm sure uh, they're like fine. This is fine. Well, no problem. We'll deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the gators is all over the place. It's happening. Anywhere God works like, in yeah. mysterious ways. Uh, apparently it's been colder in Chicago or something than, like, you know, Alaska. Or- yeah. Yeah. It's very windy there. That's part of the problem, the wind chill. Yeah, I think I saw it was negative 20, then with the wind chill, negative 40. <laughs> Woo! Nope. Dude, nice. I, read, I read a story that they said it was freaking... Um, it's so cold. Now, I didn't actually see pictures of this, so I don't know what they ex- exactly mean. But they said the the train tracks there, like for like the equivalent of the subway or whatever, they were setting it on fire. Yeah. I saw a video of that, yeah. yeah. To keep the track, the rails from warping. Yeah. Um. So is that they said that, that it's so cold that there are these little micro fractures. Yeah, fractures, earthquakes, something happening in the ground. Ah, uh, okay. And that. And that people like, what the hell is that? Like, they might feel a little something, or they'll hear something if they're outside. And that's like water in the ground, like freezing and expanding and stuff, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just fucking nuts. And like, they're telling people like, there's no reason to go outside. Don't go outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like people like have with their pets. Normally, they take them outside. Sometimes the pets like put their nose outside. They're like, yeah. nope, <laughs> I'll <laughs> like, hold it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, fucking crazy. Now going back to what these uh, these gators here are doing, Mike. What is it called when species of animals exhibit the same behavior on opposite sides of the world at the same time? Convergent evolution. Maybe. I don't remember the answer, so I'm asking you because you are a, you are a, da- a database. As well, we have discussed. convergent evolution is when two totally separate species, not near each other, nothing, nothing to do with each other, end up with the same 
exact, you know, thing, whatever that thing is. Treat? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Not what I'm thinking of. It sounds right, but that's not what I'm thinking of. It's like, you know, dolphins in the Indian Ocean and uh, the Northern Atlantic Ocean start using the same hunting techniques within like a week. Some, there's something like that. I don't remember what it's called. That's called the Matrix. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it made me think of that. If if you know, there's uh, these dinosaurs doing that all around the world, or wherever it gets cold. But maybe they've been doing it for a long time, and it's just getting focused on now because it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got alligators, crocodiles, caimans, crocodilians. Crocodile? That's something else. Yeah. That's a bird, Mike. That's a Ah! bird. That's a cockatiel. That's a drug. (laughs) Oh, right. Jank them? Oh, (laughs) jeez. Jank (laughs) 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 Fucking gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yep. Couldn't be a worse drug. Give me a fucking crack at any day. (laughs) (laughs) Like why? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh! All right. What do we got next here? What's this? Trump's not going to like this. So the headline is Germany to close all eighty-four of its coal-fired power plants will rely primarily on renewable energy. So this is more like a we pledge to do this. Uh-huh. It's clean coal. That's what that is. Um, but it's not. It's going to happen over the next nineteen years. So it's not happening today or tomorrow. You know, it's it's gonna take a why while. Do, why do why do they? I guess nineteen years is reasonable. But why are these plans always so drawn out? Why don't they say like ten years? You're working on a on a national scale. They could do it in ten years. They could. Germany's not huge. They could. They're probably thinking how, about how big is Germany? Evan? It's like the size of Texas. Yeah. All my eggs. <laughs> Many of Europe's countries are roughly the size of Texas. <laughs> All right. See, there's a map on Imager of like Africa compared to the world. Oh, yeah, Africa is massive. Yeah, they, they 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 actually can squeeze most major countries, including the U.S. and Russia and China, into Africa. Yeah, it's and insane. Make a, like you know, maybe it's like two percent larger landmass in Africa once you add all the countries together. Yeah, it's a big boy. It's a thick boy. <laughs> it's all so, going to belong to China soon. Yep. Uh, Montana is the closest in size to um, to Germany. To Germany, Germany is two times smaller than Texas. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You tell me that half of Texas can't go clean in a decade. No, that's true. But how many people are we talking about? Have to get change jobs, and then you know. 80 million is the population of Germany in Texas. Fucking drop in the bucket. That's nothing. Yeah, you're right. It's a lot of people, actually. That's less than Silver Spring. No. No, it's a little more than Silver Spring. <laughs> 80 million? Yeah, aren't there 60? Wait. Six, no. It's like 600, 6 million, bro. Not, not six. six. Okay. <laughs> I doubt there's even not, 6 not million 80. people in Silver Spring. 80 million. I doubt there's even 6 million people in Silver Spring. No, no. And not in Silver Spring, oh, but okay. in the... Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Yeah, probably. Honestly, it won't affect most people's daily lives. People will have to get new cars or something like that. 
Yeah, there's six, six million people in the DC metro area. Six million ways to die. Choose one. <laughs> 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 All right. What's next? Uh, next up is mine. So, you know, we just had the government shut down 35 days, uh-huh. which is a record, by the way. We're the best. We're the best at everything. So, you know, it's funny. They're interviewing people like overseas. They're like, how could the government just close? Like, how is that even possible? Right. It's like, well, it really doesn't. People just keep working with no pay. <laughs> well, some people do. Yeah. Like you. Um, so they're, this article is about how they're trying to. Some lawmakers now are trying to introduce bills to make it so that that won't be possible. Good. Is this the is this the the stupidity act or whatever it's called? Uh, I don't know about There's that. Some, some congressman introduced uh, or was going to introduce a an act or a bill or something, some legislation that uh, would prevent shutdowns from happening, like make them illegal or you know I don't know what sort of guaranteed funding there would be, but. He he named it so the uh, the acronym was stupidity or stupid. Oh yeah, stupid you're right. Something. It says the stop it's the stop stupidity act. Yeah, it says searching for a bill title that would deliver the message. They came up with stop shutdowns, transferring unnecessary pain and inflicting damage in the coming years, otherwise known as the stop stupidity act. Jeez. Okay. I mean, it's about accurate, though, and I, I, I'm glad they're doing it finally. I mean, I, I was wondering about this, and it sucks. You know, Trump. if Trump's done anything for this country, he's shown us how dangerous it is to have someone with, with any amount of power who has the ability to use a tool, a tool like a shutdown as a political bargaining chip. So, you know, and it's it's been used before. It's not the first time. It's been around for a long time, at least since the 60s or something. So we... I hope they can get rid of it and stop it. It's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. I agree. I doubt it'll pass, but we'll hope. No, surely not. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Zipping right through here. A little stranger danger. Um. So, uh, just a quick mention of this. I believe it's already fixed. Um, I don't know how, as of this, at least as of the video I saw about it, it's already fixed. But there was a bug that they found earlier this week in iPhones, in assuming in FaceTime, that would allow you to eavesdrop on someone once you connected them through through FaceTime. Not connected through FaceTime, but you attempted to call them. So let's say I call Michael on FaceTime, but Michael doesn't answer. He sends me to whatever the other option is in FaceTime. Decline. He declines. Well, what I would do is, as soon as I call him and it starts ringing, I immediately go to add another party, and I make the other party myself. When I do that, it opens the call up, shows Michael the call is canceled when he disconnects it or ignores it, and then I'm connected to my Michael's phone in the loop. And you can just eavesdrop, even look out of their camera and everything. Even see what's on their camera, what their camera sees. It's really fucking creepy. So I don't know how a bug like this went through. It was obviously a certain circumstances type bug, but it was discovered, and they said they were going to patch it. This article kind of contradicts that, saying, well, they're waiting on the patching it and everything else like that. But, I mean, most people know about it by now. It came started earlier this year. But, I mean, just if you get a FaceTime 
call and you haven't updated your phone, I would, you know, just make sure not to, uh, I would answer it and say I'm busy or something instead of decline or, or decline it outright. I think declining it well, outright. I turned, okay. I turned off FaceTime. Oh, there you go. Turn it off. When I, when I found out about this, yeah, turning off FaceTime. I don't use it anyway. Yeah, so turning off FaceTime will work, will, will I went work. in my settings and you can go to FaceTime and just turn it off. Yeah. That, that's so. probably the best strategy actually turning it off. Um, I know, uh, I know one of our friends uses it pretty regularly to communicate with their daughter. So, um, this actually sounds pretty familiar. Maybe it was an Android issue, or maybe it was a FaceTime issue that was, you know, not in their recently added, you know, multiple party feature. Um, but I think maybe like a year ago, there was a problem just like this. I don't remember that, but I, when I saw this, I was like really surprised, honestly. Um, not to give Apple undue credit, but they're actually pretty good about this kind of thing. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that this, that this happened. So maybe it is a carryover from some code from something else they introduced into the system recently. I don't know. Because I think their their like multi-party FaceTime is like new this year, or you know maybe late last year. Maybe that's what it is. We yeah. can FaceTime with like four or five people or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is then. All right, so there's that. That's the only stranger danger we had. There was another hack this week, but I couldn't find information about it. Another bug. Um, I don't have any details, but apparently a lot of old uh, Enron data has been disappearing from federal servers. What? That's weird. Yeah. I just saw like a an article title about it, but didn't think it was interesting enough for me to actually read through. Because it does not affect my life. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what people would do with old Enron data and why they're trying to delete it unless they're trying to just edit the history. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that's what it is. Um, Alright, let's jump down to the fun stuff here. Um, So, I learned about Lucifer, the TV show, when it first, it's season one, and I was like, this is dumb. Yes. And basically <laughs> the concept of Lucifer as I saw it at that time was terrible was this guy is the devil and he becomes a cop and he fights crime (laughs) and doesn't he run a bar and he runs a bar. Yeah. So I didn't even know that part. Yeah. Oh my God. So I watched, uh, because you know, I don't have a job and I'm home all the time. I watched the first, like I watched like one episode of Lucifer. Then I watched the second episode, and I was like, this is really stupid, you know? <laughs> and I watched the third episode. <laughs> <laughs> so so now, i got to see where this goes. I'm in season two, episode 16. Jesus. <laughs> so that's where I left off. I will say this, okay? The probably... I have lots and lots and lots of problems with this show. The concept, so basically Lucifer owns this bar. He left hell five years ago. He owns this bar with him. A demon works in the bar with him. This hot chick, she's a demon. And he somehow becomes interested in this female cop who helped him in the first couple episodes. So he starts working with her as a, as a human, as a, as a civilian consultant. 
and you know his only superpower seems to be that he can tell people he can ask people what their desires are and they have to tell him so I have the power of honesty yeah basically so here's a funny thing okay and i got to tell you this you know to us the devil is like this this bad guy on your shoulder who says hey yeah you should put it in a butt you know or whatever like go do that dumb shit you know yeah you can He also plays a mean violin time. What's that? He also plays a mean violin. Yeah. A gold or, fiddle. Sorry, a fiddle, yes. Yeah. There's not enough fiddling in today's society. A gold fiddle that weighs hundreds of pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but he's like this bad influence type character. He's the character when 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 uh, bad things happen, you know, Christian say, oh, it was the devil. The devil's, the devil's in this. Da, 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 whatever, you know. Anyway... He's the devil's pretty thoroughly demonized in our society. So it's kind of interesting to me that this book approaches a different way. The devil in this book is a punisher. You know, the devil the, the devil in this excuse me, in this show is a punisher. That's his role in hell. He punishes the wicked. Which makes sense. Like that was what you like the devil is the lord of hell and he it's he's like the jailer of you when you go to hell. And that's kind of how they treat it. And they say, and so this guy kind of posits the only. This is like again the only interesting points about this show. He posits early on that why would I be, why would I lie, why would I be a bad guy, why would I try to mislead people when I still hold certain values true, even though I'm the devil, and I have, and there's nothing in the Bible that says I am bad. It just says that. You know, I'm in charge of hell, basically. And I thought, that's pretty interesting. Maybe we should look at the devil differently, in general. I thought it was a pretty interesting thought. Otherwise, the show is trash. I mean, it's trash. But it's an addictive trash. It's like garbage made of heroin. You know? And you just watch it, and you're like, what's he gonna do next? What's he gonna do next? It's fucking weird man i can't i i mean i'm not in the mood to watch it right now but i watched a lot of it the, this week i crammed it all what in is there. wrong with you i want to see what the hype was about because people love the show i want to see people in my discord were talking about it this one's talking about that one's talking about it. I was, Wait, I so see. it's not canceled is it no of course not god mm, damn it no come on not at all that's what i thought we were talking like, about you're like a retrospective i was like oh it's done yeah no nope. it's like it was renewed for six more seasons it's, as far as i can tell it's not canceled i don't know what they were they're going with it so the first season it was lucifer his demon mazikeen who is a very demonic name i love her name it's like masochism no i don't know it's just mazikeen um and then an, an angel an archangel was there named Aminadil. Uh Did you see Caprica Six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in <laughs> it, looking old. Um, and she plays. So she's his mother. She plays the devil's mother, the goddess of creation. I'm like, what is this character? I thought she was his ex-wife. No, no, no. She's his mother. Uh, but it's just a weird character, and I was like, I don't understand what this, how this character exists, or what this character is good for. Like, I don't understand what her, what her place is. She basically was cast out of hell after Lucifer was out of heaven after Lucifer was into hell, and it was just this weird scenario going on here. Um, and then uh, Uriel came. 
So the plot with the whole Uriel thing, Uriel comes down to enforce a a binding contract that Lucifer made with God, saying, if you save this girl, I'll do whatever you want. And then Lucifer didn't do it, right? He kind of broke the contract. So Uriel's like, oh, I took Azrael's blade, the blade that can destroy all celestial, celestial be- beings, and I'm like watching, so I'm sitting here watching this garbage, right? And I'm like, so what? Azrael's like, Azrael, the angel of death, is like, oh yeah, it's cool. You can just take it. It's cool, bro. He's like, I stole it from her. It's fine. So he steals this legendary celestial item, and he loses it on the planet, on Earth. And if fucking, if you, apparently if humans touch it, it makes them want to kill everything. So there's all this murders going on. It's just fucking crazy. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But it's all the same, you know? It's like so all the Spear this... of Destiny? No, it's a shitty it's a sword, but it's not even a sword, dude. It's as long as a fucking it's like I can't even show you cuz my camera's broken right now, but it's as it's like longer. It's about a little bit longer than a small kitchen knife. Mm. Uh, like an ornate kitchen knife and like this is the sword of whatever. I was like, "Okay, man, it's dumb." You know. It's just a lot of it's dumb and not very well thought out and you know, I think the only thing interesting about it is he's a the devil is kind of like this. I can't even explain it. I wanted I wanted to talk about why this show is good, but I can't tell you why it's good because I don't know why people watch it. You know, I don't know. There's nothing really good about it. It's not a good show. It's just trite, same garbage. Like you literally watch the first five minutes, and you're like, and you know who the killer is, and you know what's gonna happen. You know, it's one of those. You know, Law and Order has more twists and turns than this thing does. So, <laughs> all right. Well, next week, tell us how seasons three and four are. I will. I will. It's up to apparently, season. Apparently, they canceled it, but Netflix picked it up for season four. Yeah, bastards. Oh, okay, yeah. so let it go. die. There you go. They canceled. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching on Netflix up to season three. So, but it's not a. I mean, it's a weird show, and I don't know where it's supposed to go next. Honestly. I really like they're they're basically pulling they're now they're I think the problem is probably my biggest problem with the show is because there's so much lore and knowledge known about religious religiosity that we can't it's hard to invent canon about the Bible you know like all the angels are listed and known about their roles are known about. And what the devil did and what his role was is known about. So it's kind of hard for them. They basically are manufacturing all these like various facts and shit about him. And, and oh, he's actually a good guy, and he runs a club in L.A. called Lux, and he loves fucking random chicks and random dudes, and it's cool, and whatever. And Mazakine, his de- demon buddy, is also a fucking weird, freaky slut, you know? And It's just strange, man. It's a fucking strange. I don't know. Anyway, okay, enough of that. Who's got the next one? This is a. I hope this is about the real thing and not just a funny title someone put. This is about the real thing. Oh, good. I was hoping uh, you can probably expand on it more, but I just caught this on um, on Vice. Someone wrote a uh, a little article saying binge watching Cowboy Bebop is worth all six hundred and fifty minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> they say it's not space opera. It's this is space jazz. It is. <laughs> So this anime has one of the finest soundtracks you will ever hear in your entire life. I shit you fucking not. It is amazing. Mm. And matter of fact, people are like, there's a live action version of this coming to Netflix in the next couple of years, I guess. 
people are like, you can't. They're already poo-pooing it. Well, yeah, they're already already poo-pooing it because because they're like, if it's not going to be any good. Well, Netflix is a bad track record with 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 with, with anime live action a- adaptations anyway because of Death Note. Although Death Note was an acquired taste, it's not bad, but it's not. If you're a fan, you're gonna be like, eh, you know. But I mean, I whatever. You can only do so much with these. But Cowboy Bebop's soundtrack, man, I can't think of the chick's name, but what she designs with Cowboy Bebop, it has this like fresh, jazzy feel and vibrant and fun. And I can't even explain it, dude. It's the soundtrack is awe-inspiring as far as like music. And the way it's assembled goes, it's really nice. Um, yeah, Cowboy Bebop is dope, dude. It's dope. It was like one of my first animes. It's a people say it's an anime space western sort of. Um, but I would think of it as more like what Firefly was. Yeah, it's Firefly. It's anime Firefly, basically. Or Firefly is a live action version of this, really. Because Firefly is clearly modeled after this, you know. I thought this show, as much as it has been talked about in the past, had a much longer run. But I guess there's only 26 episodes. Yeah, it's not anime's. It's kind of crazy. I'm sure the manga is fucking like 600 episodes or something. But uh huh. You know, I don't have no idea about it. I don't even know. It's a good series. It's a good show. Definitely worth your time. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. Um, so I think we talked about this before, but I didn't realize that the opening, uh, title sequence or credit sequence, whatever you call it of, um, you know, Dr. Venture, what is it? Mm-hmm. Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. It's after Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's an, it, I, I, it doesn't, it's the way it moves. It's not exactly the same. No, but, but the way it moves is like a nod to Cowboy Bebop. And the music is similar. Yeah. If not the same. But it's very similar, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Yeah, I've been watching Venture, Venture Brothers forever. Yeah, but have you no, ever seen no Cowboy Bebop? Have you ever seen any? Mystery? No. Yeah, so you wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't know, and I think most people wouldn't know because Cowboy right. Bebop is unless you're an anime. But you're fan, like missing a whole part of it. It's like watching Family Guy and not getting every single reference. You know? Yeah. It's like fuck. You know? Like <laughs> you're missing a whole part of it. You know? Yeah. Ugh. Now here's a very important question: Does this corgi talk and or have superpowers? No, it doesn't. It's just a corgi. Come on, it's just a corgi. That's not wearing the uh, the necklace of resurrection or anything. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not the not the provocateur of the loom of fate or whatever the fuck. It's none of that. It's just a, just a corgi. <laughs> but it's worth so, it. It's the corgi and the corgi and the little boy or girl. I think it's a little girl. It's funny. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the, the show is uh, very funny. It doesn't follow along with all the anime tropes. No one has to fuck the girl, the f- only female character. There's no harem going on. It's like one. It's it's the closest thing to an adult slice of life that you can get in anime world, and it's really well done. Like it cares. They care a lot about the story and a good story, and not about tropiness or you know giving us too much titties or too much you know. Fucking dumb shit, you know. It's it's yeah. It looks like there's just enough titties in this picture. Yeah, well, <laughs> there definitely are some, huh. but it's not. Uh, to me, it's not overdone. Now, James, I'm going to ask you to scroll down to the second picture yeah. where they're all leaning against the wall and tell me that the first swole guy couldn't pass for a helmetless Cobra Commander. 
yeah, I think he could. Yeah. Like the the uniform and the boots reminds me very much of the G.I. Joe Cobra Commander, you know. Yeah. Dressed down uniform. Yeah, he could. He could, sure. He very much so could. Yeah. So right. let me let me add add one more little thing uh to this section. So last week we talked about I think it was last week. We talked about Valerian. Yep. Or so really it's based on a comic book, a French comic book called Valerian and Loreline. Mm-hmm. So I started Googling that a little bit and found sure enough they sell, you know, like I guess they end up taking comics and put them all together into like a, a book or whatever you call it. Graphic novel. Sure, a graphic novel or something. Um so they do sell those on Amazon, which is interesting. Um, also, though, I was able to locate some assembled collections online and acquire them through certain means. Are they all in French? <laughs> Ways and means. Um, no. They have, in fact, uh, one of the collections I have acquired has it in three languages. Is this digital English. Or, or, or yes, it's all digital. Okay. Uh, no, one is uh, in French, then in Spanish, then in English. So it's different, like collections, basically. And this is a Valerian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The original. Cool. Valerian and Loreline. So give us a recap. No, I haven't. I haven't really looked at it yet. You need a special viewer to to oh, look this, at these this is, files. Is it EPUB, a CPUB, yeah, whatever. Uh, the ones I acquired are so there's CBZ yeah, and it. CBR. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. CBR. That's it. So, there's probably there's probably like a Firefox plugin to read those. Yeah, I used to have a comic book reader to read comic books like mm -hmm. that. You can just find it's free. You can find some free. No, yeah, I, I finally found one last night and downloaded it, yeah. but I haven't had a chance to go through all of it. But honestly, it looks like scans. Okay. Of like original stuff, which is cool on its own, but it also makes it a little harder to look at, you know? So. That's how all this stuff gets there, man. Really? Yeah. It's how it always ends up. Because most companies, especially the old stuff, they never saw any value. Like now, you see comic books sometimes getting digitized, but it's mm -hmm. very rare it like, comes like that from the company. It's like manga. With manga, there's a whole universe of people in Japan and America who get the manga from those books like you like you have. With like, mm -hmm. It'll have like two or three volumes of comics in it, of weekly comics, that are right. only like one or two pages long, and it'll have six months of that all put together in one kind of compendium or whatever. And mm -hmm. then they'll take that, cut it all up, cut the binding off, and they'll scan each page. Then they scan it. There's a, they have a they have they have three people: a scanner, a translator, and a cleaner. So it goes from like that ashy gray. Like, nah, man, you a tracer, man, you trace. No. Well, you know, like an ashy gray <laughs> um, image to like a nice, clean, crisp image that gets rescanned. Like you'll see if you go look at mangas, go to like Manga Watch or whatever it's called, and you'll see there's they have ones at uh, different stages so you can see what it looks like. You know, people have to meticulously go put the work in. And I think for stuff like something like Valerian that's old and things like that, there's just nobody to do 
And there's no infrastructure like there's with manga. Manga has a huge infrastructure of people doing it, and I've never seen that with any American or other kind of comic book where people do that stuff with it. You know? Right. The only ones who do digital is uh, Koreans. The Koreans and the Chinese do digital. They do digital comics called Webtoons, which are normally one long page. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, we could talk about this, James. You seem well well informed. I, I have, like you, Michael... I have a small section of my database <laughs> that's just about <laughs> anime and animated-related things. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, you filled that with worthwhile Linux commands. <laughs> I filled mine with anime titties. <laughs> Big old anime titties. All right. Maybe you could get a job with that. Maybe, yeah. They're always looking for large... African American gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. true. There is a lack of male porn stars in Japan. Yeesh. That is true, actually. That is true. You just got to become cut, and you'll be. That's all right. I see. I think there would be a niche for all of us, and your junk is censored. So how about that? No need to feel ashamed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks. <laughs> yep. My mm-hmm. asshole has been censored. Ugh. <laughs> That's horrible. All right. What do we got next? So I'm going to make a quick mention right, of something yeah, before we move on. I'm assuming neither of you are caught up on Orville and Discovery. I am on Discovery, not on Orville. What do you think about episode three with the Klingons? And I didn't see episode three yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I saw episode two, but I haven't seen three yet. Okay. Fair enough. There's more Klingon action in episode three, and it's right. it's pretty good. Nice. That's all I'll say. Did we talk? Let me ask you something. Did we talk about there being a spinoff show? Since we were talking about Discovery, let's talk about Discovery really quickly. Couple things. One, is there a spinoff show that's like supposed to be Game of Thrones, but with with focusing around Klingons? I have not heard of that. Okay. The only spinoff-esque type thing was like from uh, season one. I think they did sort of four mini episodes or like side stories on some, you know, like Tilly and Saru and a couple of the other characters. They're supposed to do one about the captain, right? Philippa? Yeah. Oh, she's back too. She's, she's, uh, she does some, some trickery. Mm-hmm. And and Ash Tyler is like, where'd you get this kind of technology? This isn't normal Starfleet. And she shows him a black badge. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's a member of the what section thirty one. Section thirty one. Yeah, I was gonna say the Obsidian Order, but that's something else. <laughs> um, one, <laughs> that's something different. So the other thing I noticed, and I one kind of read the monastic round about this. When they do they, the first like episode, they don't do their like special jump. The second episode, they do it. But they took out the whole the whole computerized black alert, black alert. That was the coolest thing to me. It's like mm-hmm. black alert. You know, I was like, yeah, the captain dope. still calls for it, but it doesn't. It's not really yeah, emphasized man. like it was it's in uh, in the first season. That's yeah, lame. Um, and then so the other thing was apparently the guy who plays Captain Pike is his last. He's is his name like Annis Mount. I don't know. 
so there's a guy, he's an actor, and his name is something Mount. It's like Annis Mount, Adam Mount, something Mount. And he posted on Twitter, he was like, looking for a job. Um, he was like at Chipotle or something. He's like, oh, Chipotle's hiring me, but I'll go work here. <laughs> and then he posted a link from the main female black character the, who plays, um, I don't know, the main Burnham. character. Yeah, Burnham. He, from her saying she was great on the set and she was really good to her co-stars. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So some people are saying they canceled the show, right? This is the last season is done. Anson Mount. Anson Mount, this is his name. Some people are saying that. I don't know if it's true. You know, there's a lot yeah, of... I, I type in Star Trek Discovery, and it says canceled immediately. Motherfucker. In the, in the, in the search here. Well, but I don't know if that means people are just searching for that, or... Yeah, so I don't think it's actually canceled. I think there's a lot of haters out there who want to see it go, but I Rumor. think... Rumor. Rumor. Yeah, I think what's happening is CBS is playing wait and see to see how people... See if people are paying and watching, and I don't think people are paying. No. Yeah. Of course not. I don't think we're paying for it, and I think that's that's. And p- then I saw one guy who was bitching. He's like, "Why did they put the first episode for free on YouTube? They're ruining their brand." And I was like, "I think they had to do that because they haven't. To me, they have not advertised like they did before. You know, the first season they pumped that shit into your fucking head. Like they they're like, yeah, you gotta watch, you gotta watch, you gotta watch. You know what I mean? Uh, who among us is paying for CBS All Access currently? You maybe. I think I have it. I think I'm paying for it. I'm not paying for it. Or uh, I'm probably not paying for it anymore just because I don't have any money in my bank account, but (laughs) if they can't get any money out, I'm used to probably going to cancel it soon, but I've been watching. I mean, I was paying for it until like this month. I I paid for it for many months when Star Trek Discovery first came out, like a year ago or whatever it was, two Mm, years ago, but I canceled it, and then I never re-signed up. I wish they would just put it on television. All the like the networks, individual streaming services. Why? I, I they see the success of you know Netflix and Hulu. Like, oh, we can do the same, but they can't. Yeah. So you know that they put it on Netflix in every other country, right? Yeah, I did not know that. Netflix paid for half of it. Ugh. Yeah, Netflix. I I I hope to God that Netflix picks up the whole production if CBS cancels it or does some stupid shit. I doubt they will be able to. Because contractually, they, I doubt I doubt they'll be able to. But they, I know they paid for. I know they, I know Netflix paid for either all of it or some of it or half of it or something like that. I want to see at least three full seasons. I'm going to be really mad if it's another if it's a yeah Stargate uh, universe that gets canceled at like the peak yeah, of the second season. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know about you, Evan. This to me so far is better than the first season. I think it's really good. I mean, I don't like all the Spock stuff, and I'm afraid there's going to be a twin cess thing yeah, going on later, I, I, which is I find really cringy. But I mean, besides that, I think it's a good show. I'm enjoying it. I do too. It's not like the other Star Treks. That's fine, but by itself, it is a good show. Yeah, I like season one a little more so far, just because of sort of the second half and so you know the like later in the first season when they go to the alternate universe and they're like, this is who Lorca really is. And I miss Lorca. I hope he'll be back at some point, but I like that. They still, that, you know, they're still doing some Klingon shit and, uh, Captain Philippa is back section 31. And I like 
traveling with a spore drive. They're like, oh, this signal's in the beta quadrant. All right, we'll be there in 30 seconds. Hmm. You know, I like that. I feel like so they- I just I just found the article that talks about a spin-off series with Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Uh to, to further develop her character, Philippa Georgiou. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the evil now, Philippa Georgiou. Now I don't know. It says now this article is dated January fourteenth of this year. It says, according to CBS, the new and as yet untitled series will expand on Yo's current role as a member of Starfleet's Section 31 division, a shadow organization within the Federation. I can deal with that. So, okay, that'd be cool. I would like to see that. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Hopefully that's where you'd see all like the devious technology and tactics and not, you know, we're going to do good for the, for the benefit of the galaxy. So, you know what? I was talking- And uh, you know what else is coming out? Sorry, James. Yeah. One last thing. Um, we're still waiting on the Picard show. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Don't forget that. They said none of the other people can be in the Picard show, either by license by their license. No one else from Next Generation can ever show up. That's going to be so weird, then. Yeah. What do you mean? They said there's, we, a license, license? there's a licensing issue with CBS where where none of the other characters can be in in that show. Doesn't CBS own everything? No, they own half of it. The other half uh. is owned by Warner Brothers or something like that. <clears throat> and I think because they were in the movies that aren't bad robot, that's why they can't appear in it. So, I don't know. CBS owns all the bad robot shit. And Warner Brothers or Universal or Time Warner, whoever, someone else. Paramount? Paramount, yeah. Paramount <laughs> They're going to create new stuff. characters like Commander Roper, <laughs> Mr. Info. <laughs> <laughs> The Klingons are attacking. <laughs> I used to have a shareware Star Trek video game that it had to rename everything, but they just they were just took out a letter. So it's the Klingons. Uh, the, the, instead of the Ferengi, it was the Fengi. Yeah, you, you know, like about this. Yeah, it's He's a Mr. Info and Mr. Info. Commander Roper, Doctor Cruiser, Doctor Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Jesus Christ, that's great. <laughs> Counselor they're, Naples. They're, they're all retarded, retarded <laughs> fucking Muppets. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, that'd be awesome. Dude, has, has the Muppets ever done a Star Trek? I don't know. Uh, like I, oh my God, I would love to see a hand puppet of Commander Riker with googly eyes doing the Riker maneuver. Yeah. And like he sits down and flops over and his eyes are like... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that'd be awesome. It's just everyone's made of felt. Yeah, man. So, oh, that's great. So, so velour. No. I, w- I was talking to a guy in Discord though about this. I'm glad you said what you said, Evan. I would really. Both of us were talking. You just said repeated it also. So, because his favorite show, the guy in my Discord was Enterprise, and I was like, I agree. Enterprise was really good. You know, it ended too soon. And I was like, you know what else I liked about the Enterprise? They had the Makos. And I know, Michael's like, you're obsessed with the Makos. But I just <laughs> love the militant, the thought of the militant arm of the of, of Starfleet. Like, to me, the Starfleet is missing that. Like, everything in the space is not all fucking puffy, peaceful utopia. So why is it we can't have, like, why is it we can't have 
Um, like you can't have, you know, NATO or whatever with no special forces. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, just like a military force of some sort. Yeah. You know, just some guys who walk around with guns who are expert in their fields. So the whole Mako thing was very interesting to me. And then the last Star Trek movie they made, which was a really dumb premise, like the Star Trek, like a captain was mutated by the planet or whatever. And, but his, they talked about him and he was previously before he was a captain he was like in the Mako ODST, basically, like orbital drop, you know, stormtrooper, whatever, you know, like he was in that there, the Mako's version of that. And I thought, this is so fucking dope. You know, I was like, I want to explore this. Like, why can't we explore this? Yeah, because that's never really been done in Star Trek. Yeah, they, they, they don't. They, and, and, and the thing is, you, you kind of want to see, I want to see the transition from from the militant forces to like this peaceful peacenik libtard thing that they, they have now, you know? Like, how'd they get there? How could they assure it's going to work? And is there still a group of guys in there, or guys and gals, who are there to be the, like, fist of the of the, of the, of the, uh, of the, of Starfleet, you know? Like, the, is there... Starfleet doesn't have a fist, man. No, I mean, they must. <laughs> they, they must. Who is the... It's Section 31. <laughs> Oh, Such as like R and D or something like weird shit. I mean, according to, I'm looking. They I do all Googled, the dir- you know unsanctioned Googled, dirty work. I just googled Mako's right now, yeah. and I'm on it on Memory Alpha, and uh, so it was a United Earth organization that existed as part of the United Earth military prior to the founding of the Federation. Mako's were not associated with Starfleet. Mm. Um, so they just like you know it'd be like if you just had your spaceship, you're like, all right, send these Marines on board and. You know, they're going to help you guys out. All right. Clandestine operations. And, and, you know, here's another funny thing, right? We've learned from the military. And, I mean, obviously, this is just the hallmark of, like, a show made by writers who don't know anything about the Marines or, or naval ships or anything like that. But, you know, and Star Trek violates this all the time by sending captains on away missions and all kinds of shit like that. You know, or there's like the captain, the commander, all the entire command crew goes on the away mission. You're like, okay, who's in charge? Jerry McNoname, red shirt McGuy, who just like <laughs> happens to be standing in the wings waiting to sit in the sit in the seat once Data gets up and wanders off. It's like Ensign Kim, you have the bridge. Yeah. Uh <laughs> great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like we're gonna go down. It's like, you know, Captain's you know, Captain Spock, Dr. McCoy, and Ensign Ricky. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that's what it's like though, right? And so 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 Ensign who? So, yeah, so like, Ensign uh-oh. Ricky's in charge. These guys are all gone. Ensign Ricky's up there, he's in charge. And, you know, that's obviously a violation. No, they bring Ainsley Ricky with them. Well, no, but I'm die. just saying, but somebody, there's somebody we've never heard of sitting in the seat. Someone's well, in yeah. charge when those guys all go down. It's in Joey. It doesn't matter who it is, but someone's oh, there. Oh, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and then you think, like, on, the, on a U.S. military ship, you have Marines who walk around, they guard the bridge. Like, every book I've ever read about military in space or military or Navy or the Navy, there's always two Marines that stand outside the bridge when the captain is around, you know? Or they, and they're just protecting the bridge, and there's Marines that stand out, stand outside the, like, the uh, engineering section, and the armory, and this, that, and the other thing. But you never see on any Starfleet ships any armories. No one is walking around armed. You know, what if someone just beams into the middle of their ship and just takes over? They'd be fucked. 
you know, and that they've had they've ripped that instance in, but they just Starfleet characters just sort of respond to these things. But you never see any armories handy or guns handy. How are they? How are they even responding? You know, how are they getting to any of these? Like, you know, where's the where are the weapon lockers? Like, I don't I don't understand. It's very confusing to me how any of it is working or remains safe or functional. You know, so. I don't know. I have a lot well, of how problems. How does it work on a on a military? How does it work on an aircraft carrier? I mean, there's armories all over the place, and there's marines, or not armories all over the place, but there's armed marines wandering around the ship at all times, and they're covering all the major points where someone would want to go: the bridge, engineering, and the and the actual armory with all the weaponry. You know, so there's, there's and there's marines just wandering on the place armed with guns. You mm. know, so but you don't see that on a Starfleet vessel, yet they're always in harm's way. You know, they're always up to some... They're up to their fucking eyeballs and some shit. <laughs> but there's no one, like... Like, they don't have any, like... General quarters. You know, they have red alert, but... What is that? Yeah, when, when when the captain calls red alert, you don't see everyone run to get their phaser. Yeah, exactly. You know? I like I like the episode where they develop that. He's like, is it, he's like, because, you know, it's Malcolm Reed. He's like, I'm calling it the Reed alert. But, <laughs> yeah. uh... Oh, it's like, it's like uh, come up with a different name. They start calling it tactical alert, you know, eventually mm-hmm. in in Enterprise. But uh, you know, it's like read alert. I was like, ha! Like that's <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah, but you know, it's it's funny, right? Like, obviously, when what's his name wrote all that in to the original Star Trek show, like he's just a guy writing a show, right? With no military knowledge, probably, or very basic military knowledge. The kind of military who, knowledge... Who are we you, talking about? Gene Roddenberry? Gene Roddenberry, yeah. You know, so you have, like, this idea of what... He had basically this idea of what he wanted this crew to do and how he wanted them to function. I don't know if he was in the military or not, but he's, he's not written the show. He was in the military. What was he in? The United States... Uh... Army Air Force. There you go. He he was a halo jumper. Rank captain. I don't believe that. 394th bomb bombardment squadron. Yeah. He's a pilot. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, so he has no idea. Like No. <laughs> yeah, so he was in the military. He has no idea. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, ships in space will probably function like ships in the navy. You know? Yes. So he doesn't like airplanes don't call general quarters. Or red alert, you know, they just don't. It's not a thing. So, but in the military, you call general quarters, you know, and in like a in the navy ship, a naval ship, you call general quarters. I'm sure Ed has some other version of it that they did when he, in his experience or whatever, you know, in the in mm-hmm. in the navy. So, but there's none of that written into this at all into Star Trek, which is kind of sad to me because it's like, but I guess back then you had only so much research, but you think they would like slowly fix the narrative over time because people are smarter now. Like Star Trek has to be fixed, like to me. Otherwise, people won't believe it. You know, I, I, one problem I have with what's it call it with the, the new show is why does Spock have to be this connection? Why does she have to have this connective tissue with Spock? It's dumb. You know, you know that's a that's a poor, it's a, it's a trope. somewhat poor writing. It's a trope. They always issue. do this. They're always like, we have to have some kind of connective tissue with one of the other shows. And it's almost always Spock, because Spock, because somehow, along the way somewhere, they said, they said, oh, um, fucking, uh, what is he, Vulcan's like, Vulcans are elves, they live for hundreds of years, of course, you know, 
And I think I realize that now that Vulcans are just elves. Because yes. in in fantasy lore, elves live for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's any kind of black box amount of years that the and they have to fit. and they have pointy ears, huh? And they have pointy yeah, ears. Yeah, they have pointy ears. So, but it's any kind it's of like it's any kind of black box amount of years that the author needs, and they just say, oh, three thousand years, ninety thousand years, six hundred years, fifty years. They always, you know, it doesn't matter. And so every time they need to implant Spock into some fucking storyline. They just can write up the how how old he is, but now Lemon Nimoy's fucking dead. So like, okay, great, you know. Now they got this other guy, this new guy playing Spock in the show, which is gonna be fine or whatever. But I'm like, why does she have to be related to him? Because you know, there's never once he fucking mentions his sister. And I'm like, why did you guys do this? You know, because there's so much lore and canon around this character. You know, they could have just it could have been anyone. It, or nobody. He doesn't have to be related. Like, I don't mind watching a show that's independent of all that. You know? I think we're all enjoying the show as an independent aspect. You know? I can only hope that by the end of season two, if there is a resolution for the seven signals, that they do explain it well. Dude, I want to know... So, here's the other problem with the whole seven signals thing. And, Michael, you're not aware because you're not watching, but basically... They've spotted seven signals, and they've somehow connected it to Spock. Okay? Why is Spock thinking about these seven signals when he was a kid? Why does it have to be some kind of mystical connection? You know? Well, you, like, why does that have to be a thing? I'm not saying there's much explanation, but you should... Whenever you get home tonight, you should watch episode three. I will. I'll watch it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like, why does there have to be that mm-hmm. connection? It doesn't have to be a thing. Like, they, like it's space. We accept that weird shit happens. You know, we totally expect it. Because Star Trek has trained us to believe that all kinds of random things are, can occur. So why would we... We don't. You don't need to write in a mystical... Oh, he's, he dreams of it and he puts into his magic... His magic tablet that he... You know, we're, it's the same locations! You know, you just don't have to have that. You know, the, show is, the show's got good actors. It's got good props. It's got good set design. It doesn't need, like, all this weird shit going on with the plot. I don't understand. And then they show a scene in their... I forgot what the term is. I think it's called a burner or a streamer or something. It's the little punch trailer. I forgot. It has a name. It's the little little snippet that shows you a bunch of scenes of the whole season. It's like... You know what I mean? There's one mm-hmm. season where, I swear to God, Burnham is fucking French-kissing Spock. There's one scene. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And I saw that, and I was like, is this why they have a beef? Because either she wanted to diddle him, or he wanted to diddle her, and the other one said no. Is that why they're not speaking? Because her reaction to... She's like, we're not speaking. It just seems so cringy. Like, there's something really wrong there, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's a fucking twin cess thing. They're just... It's a brother-sister fucking thing. That's what it is, and it's so gross. I hope it's not that, but I think it is. You know, maybe in the clean, maybe in Vulcan, it's like, it's cool. If fucking your sister, you can fuck a slip it to her. It's cool. It's dope. <laughs> do it. But I mean, I just feel like, why would they write that into the book, into it? You know what I mean? It's just fucking, I hope that's not it. I hope that's mm-hmm. not what's happening. You know, but yeah, I, I hope it was a quick shot of a cleaned up Ash Tyler. Cause he is in the season. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 But I don't know until it happens. It didn't look like him to me. I hope it is too. Now that you said that, maybe now that you introduced that, maybe that's what it is. I'm hoping it is, but it didn't look like that. It looked like the scruffy guy they have playing a scruffy ass Spock, which I can't even imagine a scruffy Spock. 
you know. And, you know, you got to be careful. It's one thing to connect Burnham to Spock and say, oh, yeah, she's his sister, and then spend, like, three or four or five seasons and never show us her related to Spock at all. That would be one thing. But now they've written Spock into the story, which I think is a bad thing, because if it's a major event, for Spock to have never spoken of it ever any time in any of the series is dumb. And I don't know why Hollywood keeps doing this, you know? I mean, I, I have the same problem with books where you read a book, and a great example is, uh, what's that series we like, Michael? Joe Legend. Yeah, I was going to say Jonathan Mayberry. Yeah, Jonathan Mayberry. He has, mm-hmm. he writes, he, so... Yeah, he, like, backports all the stuff. Yeah, he backports You're all like, this. like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I'm like, who's this <laughs> character? And he's like, basically, he has this lab full of no-name characters who you don't care about, and he never introduces any of them, but then the next book later, he starts introducing one, back-referencing her from previous books from the very beginning, and you're like, come on, dude. And to me, I've always read books like that, and I said, if I ever write a book, I will give all these characters, I'll pick a certain amount of characters and give them real life. So that if I need to kill one off later, I'm not just killing off a character nobody gives a shit about in book three because it's the plot of book three. Or introducing a bad guy from my story that nobody cares about. Like, that's why some of the books are so interesting because he brings back the same old characters and you're like, oh my god, this evil motherfucker's back. You know, and it makes more sense. You know? But so many books and movies do that and it's just, to me, lazy. When you could have just added in this character or just sat down and had a fucking meeting about the timeline of this story and what it meant instead of seat by seat of your panting it and saying, well, let's see what this fucking writers can throw together this week. You know, anyway. All right. I've lectured. <laughs> I've given you all my fucking shit. <laughs> maybe maybe James should teach a class at the local uh, community college. Yeah. What sci-fi anger? Yeah. yeah. Rage one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Rage from a person who doesn't know anything about what he's talking That's about one hundred and one. Introduction to plot holes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I just hope that someone on the writing staff for Discovery has the same issue that you do. And realizes they have to bring it to a close or tie it in well or explain it pretty soon. Yeah. And and if they cancel this show, I mean, I'll literally go kill kill someone. Because I want to know why we never heard of Discovery. That's like the one mystery. You know, it's one thing for, mm-hmm. her, for her to say, oh, me and my brother don't speak, or me and my brother speak, and we just, and we could just, I could literally just, in my brain, you know, it pissed me off, I could just suspend my disbelief and say, okay, Spock never spoke about her. But I want to know how you have all this magic technology, slip drives, wormhole drives, whatever the fuck it's called, okay? Spore drives. Spore drives, okay? And you have the spore drive, and no... You you know there's there's never ever ever a mention of it ever again. You know I, at first I thought oh this ship is going to be exploded or it's going to go stuck in time and that's going to go in the other universe. Yeah. It's lost or it's going to be lore. lost and no one's going to know how to replicate this or anything like that. But it doesn't seem like at this point I refuse to believe that. Like at this point now that they've successfully broken up the war and everything like that, I'm thinking. Right now, somewhere in a Starfleet R&D facility, they are cranking out spore drives. They better. Yeah. Like, it'd be so stupid. You're telling me this ship can jump across from the beta to the fucking alpha back and forth, no problem, in, like, fucking minutes? You know? 
and all you can do is plug fucking stamens into a fucking fucking anal probe into a turkey baster mm-hmm. and just fucking hook them up. I was like, yeah, we should be building this, you know. So if they're not at least at least if there's not ships with that are shells just ready to go with everything but stamens in them, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. They could make like drone ships with the spore drive to send like everywhere in the galaxy or other galaxies. Yeah. For recon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just don't understand. Or at least maybe they'll say like, oh, because they'll say it's too OP, so it's banned by like the Geneva, you know, Space Geneva uh, Convention. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know. Like how the Federation couldn't develop their own cloaking, cloaking technology yeah. and stuff. Yeah, maybe they'll do that. Maybe. Or maybe at the end of it, like, the Klingons restart the war and they're about to take over Discovery. It's like, we can't let this fall into their hands. Initiate self-destruct. Yeah. That'd be a shame. It would be a shame and totally not believable, but yeah. (laughs) Again, the the technology's so powerful. There's nothing shy of being told no that would keep a country or someone from doing it. I just don't understand. Like Section 31 is just going to commandeer it and use it for their own purposes. Maybe. That's why it disappeared from all records. <sighs> Stupid. Probably. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Dumb. Now nah, I don't want to watch it. Thanks. You're dumb, Mike. No, the show is good. It's just depressing if it's going to be canceled. I hope not. I really hope not. Hopefully the ratings will go up and then they'll pick it up. Like they'll pick it up for some more time. Yeah. Mm. All right. Oh, it's my. Oh, I'm in charge this week. Um. Okay. So wow. nothing in game theory. <laughs> um. No product reviews this week. Let's jump down to Yum the Yum update. Yes. Uh. So I put an article in here about uh, an actually properly executed study that studied that looked at the um sort of how to get rid of visceral fat, which is the internal fat around your organs, which is like the most damaging. You know, if you have like a flabby arms or a little bit of a gut or something that, you know, that fat doesn't hurt your body as much as like a fatty liver or uh, your heart encased in, you know, saturated fat cakes. So they examined that where they were comparing exercise versus like um, pharmaceutical intervention, like, you know, diet pills and stuff like that, and found that uh, actually physical exercise is more effective than whatever pills they were testing, which they don't really go into in this article, unfortunately. Uh, but physical exercise is was the most effective in getting rid of the dangerous internal fat. So I recommend everyone take a little quick look at the article. It's not too long. And maybe read it while you are on a bike or a treadmill. Start moving. All right, cool. Very good. You must live. For what? I know, right? (laughs) Ugh. All right, so what is we get some updates here? Yeah, Evan, why don't you go first? Um, I don't want to. I mean, what do you want to know, bro? Oh, what's and, the deal? Uh, How's it been going? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. What the fuck? Right. So uh, I set off on an incredibly aggressive fasting path throughout January 13th or 14th. Lost a bunch of weight. Bunch in the first week. 
I was feeling uh, super shitty. I was in a bad spot, super dehydrated, really weak. Don't do it. Um, the second week I maintained, but I was basically out of the gym, sort of recovering, rehydrating. And this past week I went, to, I went back to the gym, a little bit of weights, a little bit of the old, the old cardio, trying to get rid of that visceral fat, a little bit of sauna, which I enjoy. Um, and I dropped another six pounds last week. So from the, from January, we'll say 13th to February 1st, I lost, I think just shy of 30 pounds, somewhere like 28 to 30 pounds. Um, though what I will probably do long term is maybe like a 5-2 plan, fast for five days, eat well on the weekends to sort of, you know, rebuild any muscle breakdown during, you know, some lightweight training during the week. If I find that I can't gain any muscle mass doing that, then I might do, you know, <coughs> three days, a three day fast, two days of eating, <coughs> keep cycling through that. Um, but I do plan to keep exercising and keep going to the sauna, keep taking cold showers after that. And just keeping it going. Very nice. That's awesome, man. Yep. I will I will do longer fasts again. Maybe like a couple times a year. Or maybe, you know, every, every few months, which is basically a couple times a year. I'll probably do a two-week fast or maybe ten days. Just because it does help with your overall health and immune system and stem cell generation and, you know, killing off all, like, quote-unquote bad stuff in your body. So for overall health, I would definitely keep doing that. But long, long-term fasting is not really sustainable. But repeated, short, I'll say, I mean, I consider like a four-day fast pretty short. <laughs> That's actually quite long for most people. Um, mm-hmm. But but uh, regular short fasts, um, I think, are sustainable and beneficial. What would, do you think so too, James? Yeah. Good. I mean, uh, so I've done some, like, I mean, I try to go hardcore like you, but I can't. I know I can't. I mean, I don't do it. I lessened my meals and stuff like that. And I've done like a couple days in the past where I've been like, oh, I took, I didn't eat this day, this day, but then like something always happens. Mike calls me, man, we're going to fucking Izakaya, baby. Let's get some sushi, dog. You know, <laughs> something always happens. So I can't, like, fast in a serious way. Or I'll just be hungry, you know. I'll just be dying, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll just all of a sudden get really hungry. Uh, but you know what? I feel like it's a mental game to it, too, because you go, like, I'll be sitting at my computer. I'll wake up, and I'll feel satisfied from yesterday's dinner, mm-hmm. you know. I could, it's pretty much all mental. Yeah, at it, least for the first. It definitely is because few days. I feel like once I go, the times I fasted for a couple days and then I became hungry. The hunger was violent, and it was like mm-hmm. I got it into my brain that I was hungry, and then it snowballed in your brain till it became like this unstoppable pulse of like you are really hungry. You've got to eat, you know. <clears throat> but it's a head game, you know. You got to push past it. You know, if there's anything you've always been good at, it's willpower. I suck at it, man. Horrible willpower. Just say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And James, I find it funny because half the time you you talk about it, you're like, I'm hardcore, I can do whatever. Yeah, I can't. And then half the time, and then you're like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I suck. I can't. <laughs> well, once you start doing it, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I like food. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's good to know just personally that you you can you can deny yourself or you can do without for a certain period of time. Yeah. And a lot of people have never even tried. I don't know how you do it and then you're like being active and working out. So to me you're working out on like zero on zero uh zero processing power. Like I remember the first mm-hmm. couple of days you were doing it, yeah, you're like I'm really tired of I've been working out. I was like, and you're not yeah. eating. So you're just like going to the gym. I don't know, running on fat power. I don't know what I don't know what you're burning, what you're using for energy. Yeah. And you're just like working out, coming back home, doing whatever you do, then going to work out again. And I'm like, this fucking guy's a maniac, dude. And he hasn't eaten. You know? Uh-huh. It's just counter to what I would think. Like your body needs that fuel from food, but you guess you don't with keto, you just so you're already burning a bunch of trash anyway, so yeah, I, I was able to, you know, sustain myself for the most part with, you know, my fat stores, and I can do that for some time in the future. Um, it is a, you know, a tough mental game, like you were saying before. But I was far from a performance athlete, you know. Right. You obviously get weaker when you don't have the extra uh, glycogen from carbohydrates in your muscles and everything, and it takes a while to get legitimately fat adapted to where your muscles can start using those ketones directly for energy. So some activity is, you know, better than none. And I'm not saying I was excelling in the gym, but I was, I was trying to put in whatever work I could. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike, tell us about your 26 hour fast. Yeah, exactly. So, I uh, I attempted I had a to. Fast. He only <laughs> ate pasta. <laughs> yeah. So I had a Fanta. Uh, I fasted on nothing but orange Fanta for a week. <laughs> so I've gained so half my teeth pounds. fell out, but uh, you know I can do without that weight. Yep. So it's dead weight anyway, you know. Um, yeah. So I, uh, as you as you said, I uh, I attempted to fast and I I made it for. A day and a couple hours, like a you know full twenty four hours, and then a couple hours, and then, like James said, the hunger just starts building, and you're like, ah, you know, and and that was it. I, now we I talked cracked. about that before. That's that's fake hunger. It's, that's like men, you're accustomed to eating, so you're like, oh, I got to eat. I want to eat. I mean, all hunger and is then, fake hunger. I think, I except for for the three of us, pretty much. Yeah, because you do have the the hunger hormone, which spikes three times a day, but if you ignore it for you know thirty minutes or whatever, it tends to go away. Walk around, do a little something to burn more fat, to re-energize yourself, drink some water. But I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. Now, are you? Would you do it again, knowing that, and try to go for two days? And are you disappointed in yourself? I was a little disappointed in myself. Uh, I'd like to try again at some Wait, point. Wait, how long? You went 36 hours? No, 26. I, don't, I mean, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I think you should feel proud of that. I mean, that's your, is your, first, is your first real go? No, you did it once before, right? 
I didn't really do it before. Yeah, so maybe, if you, maybe I did it once for half a day. If this is your first real go, oh. this is this is a win. Twenty six hours, that's a big win, man. Now you know what's what you're kid capable of. Now you do 40, 40, 48 hours. You know that it, easy. I'll be honest with you. The time I did it, when I did it for like three days, I think I did it for three days or something like that, or two days or two and a half days or something like that. There was times I was hungry and I was like, I should go to sleep. You know, <laughs> just, just go <laughs> yeah. to sleep or drink water. Like, you know, that's it. You know, it's just, sleep the weight off. Yeah, I'm serious because you like, because yeah. you just, you, it, I, I can't speak for Michael. I can't speak for Evan. For me, hung, eating is my boredom mode. I'm bored, yes. so I eat. So when I get bored, I just would go True. to sleep. I'd have to force myself to go to sleep because otherwise I would go eat, you know? And I think, yep. I, but I think you should be proud of twenty six hours. It's not, yeah, it's okay. Feel bad, but who cares, dude? I mean, you you go from a status of like not ever fucking losing weight, of of not ever fasting to doing twenty six hours. That's a win. I say take it as a win. Work on doing better next time, but don't work on doing better with a grudge like against yourself. Like oh, I failed. You didn't fail. You did. You you already went longer than most most people who've never done it before would do, I think. I think it's a win. You know, I think you tried and you did what you did the best you could. Now you know now you know, okay, can I do a little bit better? You know, can I do two more hours? Can I do four more hours? Can I just go to sleep next time I'm hungry and push through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um so yeah, I'm gonna uh Evan suggested that I go back to just try to do more keto, you know, than anything, um, which isn't a bad idea. I might try that. I haven't really decided yet. To I think honest. the fast is a good move. Only reason I say that, and I'm not an expert by any stretch of imagination, like you know that, like I'm struggling with my weight and dieting more than both of you guys together, but I feel like this is just what I think. I think the little fast I did, the little micro fast of like two days or three days, however long it was, I feel like that because before I was feeling really bad, you know, I was bloated. I, when I bent over, I could feel the high blood pressure in my head. I couldn't sleep because I just couldn't, I couldn't even shit the food out. Like I felt so bad. I did the fast because I did the fast because in my life, a lot of times when I feel ill, I'm like, Oh, I've got to spend some time correcting. So then I'll do like a week of Soylent or a week of no pasta or a week of no takeout or a week of no whatever. And I'll cut something out of my diet that I think I've been doing a lot of, and then I'll feel better, you know, or no salt for a month and then I'll feel better. And so I cut that out and I feel better. So I did the fast. And after I did the fast, I lost the interest. Something about the fast was a turning point for me. I lost the interest to gorge myself on food. You know, and I kind of equated. I, I said earlier to Evan, I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I just kind of stopped being interested in. How, you know, I just curbed how much food I would eat, and I did have an active decision to do that. But I decided to listen to my body. My body was like, you're full, you know, which I never normally do. So I just listened to my body, and then when I would think, "Am I hungry? I'm hungry." I'd query that sense, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm full. Just don't eat." I'm full, don't eat. I'm full, don't eat. I'm full, don't eat. Then you're like, oh, I'm not full. Maybe I can eat something. 
Then I was like, eat mm-hmm. one portion, eat one portion. You know, and I, that's what I've been doing. I've been eating one portion, and I've and and I have been feeling comfortable. So the rule was for me, the rule I set for myself was, don't don't eat to a point when you're uncomfortable. Stop doing that right off the bat, and acknowledge that you're fullness. And I think the fast had something to do with that. You know, I think it made me acknowledge what my body's capable of, maybe, even if it did directly have something to do with it. I think I acknowledged what I was capable of, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I can just eat two meals and or not eat all the food, you know? So I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass probably, mm-hmm. but I just think – No, it changes your perspective on yeah, certain things. Yeah, I think it does. And I, I think, you know, keto's all good, and maybe, you know – I think maybe to really win at the fast, you probably should be keto already. Or as Evan says, fat adapted. Like you should be doing yeah. that so your body's burning that fat while you're fat while you're fasting. But even if you didn't, I feel like man, I feel like the fast is powerful, man. I feel like the fast is really powerful. Even if you just alternate a little bit, but you just can't go ham when you turn it back on. You know, you can't be like like I did so I did after I after my fast and I hadn't eaten, and I was like, I'm going to eat something. I didn't go ham. I just had, like, a regular meal. I didn't be like, all right, bleh, you know, let's have cake and ice cream. I didn't do that. You I, didn't have an entire Costco pizza yeah, yourself, n- like my first one? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> I just ate a regular meal. You didn't do a a, a rock cheat, cheat day? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> but I was tired. My whole fast was motivated by feeling like shit. And I yeah. realized I was tired. I, just, I became tired of feeling like shit. Like I can't I can't explain to you how how where my head was at, but I was in a place where I was like, I'm just so tired of feeling bad, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. And all you know, if you ever, you know, certain like sick animals will refuse, you know, food and water, and basically go hide under a couch or in a corner for a few days, and you know, to I'll say to fight whatever is going on with their, with their body. And in that time, your body can start to heal itself. Uh So that's a positive. Also knowing that you can live through hunger is a huge positive, which most people don't realize. Um, just having the, the mental discipline to not eat for a day or two days or however long you want. And if you can, even if you just do like keto and everything like we've talked about, if you really dedicate yourself to it and change for the most part, the way that your brain is fueled, you do start to like feel and even think noticeably differently. Yeah. Which is an interesting experiment, if nothing else. I think you have, I think you get to a point where you're like, you do that 26 hour fast and you're like, it seems like a small insignificant amount of time, but sometimes during that 26 hour fast, your body was like, I'm hungry, but you were like, no, I'm fasting. And you didn't think of it then, but then next time you fast or next time you're hungry, you realize that hunger sense is bullshit. I'm lying to myself right now, and I'm about to accept that lie again. But you realize or if someone if someone offers you a cigarette, you can be like, "No, thank you." Yeah, because you, now you know 
that that urge to have a cigarette is bullshit. You know it's full. You know it's fucking just fake. You know, you know what I'm. You get what I'm saying, right? Like you have the realization while you're fasting that you're like, I'm gonna have to push through. And then next time when you're just you ate and you're like, could I eat again? I could, yeah, I guess. But you decide not to. You realize, oh, I'm not actually hungry. Then this whole thing, is, this whole feeling is bullshit. You know, it's fake. You know, and you just you just you do been duping yourself all this time. You know, I re- I realize something. Human beings are too fucking smart for their own good. That's the problem. We're not smart enough to go. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not dumb enough to go crawl under a bed and sit there for two or three days while our body heals. We'll sit somewhere in a fucking restaurant, fucked up, feeling like shit, and be like, "Man, let me just get some more of this ramen." <laughs> but we feel horrible. You know what I mean? I've done it so many times. I've gone to a fucking all you can eat or something, and I felt bad there at the all you can eat, and I've stuffed my fucking gut capacity, gone out in the parking lot and fucking puked in next to the car. <laughs> Michael and Evan, I think Michael or Evan, one of the two's been there. Yeah, and I did, I, we were I've, both I've there. there. Yeah, and I did. I did it with Rick at a at an Easter thing. I went there and ate as much as I possibly could. Then I said, "Stop the gut," and I just puked next to the car. You know. Because I ate too much. And I was like, I don't know what I was doing. And I just was, my stomach was hurting so bad, you know? So, I don't do that in many years since that's happened. But I'm just saying, man, like, we're horrible. We're the worst. You know? <laughs> we're, the wor- we're the worst possible evolution of the Cro-Magnon man or whatever. <laughs> the hominid. We're the worst type of hominid. <laughs> All right, on that positive note... Kill us all! Okay. Yeah, alright. Let's go to extras. Alright. So, um, I just put a couple things in here. The first one is the guy who is responsible for a third of what's on Wikipedia. His name is Stephen Pruitt. Uh, he's made nearly 3 million edits to Wikipedia articles and written 35,000 original articles. Um, if you scroll down, see a picture of him, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the the hero we don't deserve. Right. It, um, uh, so it's uh it's an interesting story. But uh I encourage you to read it. Uh it talks about a little bit of the history and why he got into it and blah blah blah. But uh yeah, pretty cool. Thank you, Mr. Pruitt. Steven could use a little fasting in his life, just saying. Yeah, he could. Daddy could. Daddy could. Daddy could. Well, he's suffering from the same thing all fat men suffer from, and that's a case of... Not enough-itis? Well, no. Fat guy polo. Okay. <laughs> like, you can look at him. That's a big and tall, washed-out green polo. Oh, yeah. You know, that he's washed a million <laughs> the, the, times. The collar's all folded yeah. over. It's definitely shrunk up Every a fat bit. guy knows about that collar. Every fat guy has that shirt. Yeah, you know that is that is a true statement. Because there's no he, there, he came and took that from my closet. Yeah, there's absolutely zero. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> this could be Michael. This guy, Michael, this guy has your neck circa last summer. Okay, oh, he God. has his last summer's Mike neck. Oh shit, that's what I look like. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, no, your chin is a little more pronounced and your head's way rounder, but he's got the same neck as you. That's your neck. Uh oh. Yeah. On him, his oh. his chin is so small, the neck looks really fat. But on you, the chin is a little bit wider, a little more, you know, a little more cut. 
He's got some plump lips, though. Yeah, he does. They're nice and red, too. Like kissable. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like a baboon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something. One of those animals. Michael! <laughs> yes! Like a fucking baboon. <laughs> yeah, very red, man. I promise to prove it. Yeah. But it's a trade-off. If this guy went out in the world and got some exercise instead of sitting in a computer all day like we do, he would be in better shape, but society would be, you know, net in the net it negative. Be, it would be a net loss. Yeah. Yeah. For humanity. But a net gain for Mr. Pruitt. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know what? As long as they don't find out he's lying there, he hasn't molested anybody or done anything too stupid. I say let him go for it, you know? Yeah. As long as he's not making any shit up, you know, and writing a bunch of bullshit in he's there. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, Evan. Yeah. It's, it was God's plan for him all along. <laughs> but you know people are saying, I mean, if we both, if we all, if we all were like, I mean, the first thing, when we talked about this, the first thing was like, look at that guy, you know? And I mean, I'm an asshole. That's why I said it. But you know other people are going to be saying, you know other people, like, non-techie people, non-nerds are going to look at this guy and say, of course he's editing Wikipedia, fucking tool. Like, they're going to, like, no one respect. Like, there's certain people who respect this guy. Even in my own way, I respect him for what he's done. But I know a lot of people are going to see us as a as a negative stereotype of, like, the nerd. Which is sad, really. Because everyone who is not blind judges the book by its cover. Because yeah. that's what... Like, that's the first thing you see. Yeah true if you google steven pruitt meme and do an image search you'll see a bunch of uh oh, you'll see a bunch of memes and a, and actually some of them are positive like they have a picture of him his neat you know says what he's done and then they show a picture of uh a screenshot of um spider-man they're all carrying spider-man it's like carefully he's a hero you know that's pretty funny uh but then there's another one right next to it that says that has a picture of him and it says what he did and someone said look yep looks about what was expected yeah you Mm -hmm. know and that but someone else responded this is so needlessly unkind Mm. Mm -hmm. so they're uh you know you're you're right james It's, it's going that direction but people are like yo Back off, you know. Dude, yeah, you know, that shit's only gonna be. It's like one one person likes saying back off, and also, is it needlessly unkind? Is it, or is it just the internet being the internet? It's white knights, a needlessly unkind place. Yeah, exactly. This guy's too busy editing and maintaining Wikipedia. He'll never see the memes, anyways. Yeah, but <laughs> more power to him. You know, I'm glad oh, yeah, he's definitely. doing what he's doing. Like I said, as long as he's not lying or making shit up or something like that, or just, or stealthily dropping the N-word in there or something, I'm cool <laughs> with whatever he does. <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem with it. You know? So if you, if you take the first letter of every article he's published and run it through an Attendorf cipher, it's all racial slurs. <laughs> That'd be great. An Attendorf cipher. You're ridiculous. <laughs> you're just ridiculous, dude. Uh, I watched National Treasure recently, so. Yeah. Nice. All right, what else you got, Mike? All right, so as you know, today is the day of sports ball. Yep. Sorry, hand egg. Yep. Oblong enjoyment <laughs> game. Um, and in the spirit of that, 
There's this article that actually comes to us from one of our listeners. Uh, how the Super Bowl got hacked with porn. Okay, so this was uh, in 2009, so 10 years ago. Uh, this was the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So apparently, uh, in Tucson, Arizona, only for a small subset of users, the game froze, then it flickered, then it cut to uh, 30 seconds of pornography. Like actual, like hardcore pornography being hmm. shown. Was it good? Uh, that I don't know. So it was only. It was so weird. It was only people watching, like, the non HD version of this channel on Comcast. So the local hmm. affiliate like, fucked up. Like, not Cox, not this, not that. Yeah. Not HD, not, you know. And so there's a whole long story here of, I mean, the FBI is investigating it. They're like, what the hell happened? Like, everyone's like, what happened? You know? And it turns out it was a guy. This is a great story. You should read it. But it turns out it was a guy named Frank Gonzalez who worked. So it turns out Cox and Comcast had an agreement where they kind of like share channels with each other. This is pretty normal. And um, he had helped configure some equipment over at Comcast, but he retained login access to it. Oh. And so he could remotely log into it and do things. And so that's that's what he ended up, he, he did. So they finally, two years after it happened, they finally figured it out. That's how long it took for them to be like, all right, what happened here? Hmm. Yeah, well, hopefully they uh, learn their lesson, but I doubt it. No, it's admin, admin, bro. Anyone can yeah. log in. No, plus some pretty simple like things to be like, who logged in when? Like, like simple. They're called logs. Would have like told <laughs> them who did it. You know? Yeah. Then they just send some cops to punch this guy in the chest and move on with their day. Taking two years to fucking figure this out. I mean, golly. I guess forensics wasn't a thing back then. I don't fucking know. So stupid. So there's there's the whole thing. It's like, why did he do it? Right? For the walls? It doesn't really say. So they're like, after admitting he lied, they confessed. Um, they said a decade later, it remains a mystery. They couldn't reach him for this story. Friends and family did not return phone calls. Um, so one person mentions uh, rumors that that Gonzalez was a jokester and a prankster. I got to look through this article to find out if they mentioned what scene it was, because this—I mean—he must have picked it for a reason. You know, maybe it's the best scene that nobody knows about. I sort of doubt that. It's just probably shitty porn, but who knows? <laughs> okay. Is there such a thing, James? No, yes. Right. I agree. Like, yeah, right. There right. is. There's definitely <laughs> shitty porn. Oh, uh, sure, sure. 
Um, now, this is a very interesting article. I'm not going to get into the whole thing here, but uh, it talks about how luck plays a big part in people's lives. And lots of people don't realize it, that they've been lucky. Like the time you didn't get hit by a car? Yes. Yeah. Um, we all save lives every day without knowing it. So just pay attention. Yeah. Like they, they do mention in here in July 2018, there was a minor uproar when Kardashian, when Kylie Jenner appeared on the cover of Forbes 60 Richest Self-Made Women issue. <laughs> yeah. As many people pointed out, Jenner's success would have been impossible if she hadn't been born white, healthy, rich, and famous. <laughs> so, or her sister got famous for fucking another guy on tape. Well, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Already famous, rich, healthy, and everything else, yeah. you know, so. You know, the, there's a the comedian. I forgot his name. Uh, no, it's not a comedian. It's um, Vander Chuck. Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary, yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever his name is. Gary V. He's always saying, he's always saying, he has this like 6.2 billion or something. He's always saying that. And he's like, that's the chance you have to exist or whatever. He's like, you've already beaten the odds and your chances to be successful are now decreasing exponentially as you get closer to death. You know? And so you think about that, you're like, you, you're the sperm who won, you know? Mm-hmm. You are the sperm egg combination that created you. Like another, yet another minute chance. You could have been anything even after the sperm won. Then you grew up in the parents who are wealthy, connected, whatever. You know? I mean, like, I'm reading all this stuff about startups, and they're like, yeah, the first thing you should do if you want to have a startup is ask someone for, ask someone in your family for money. And I'm like, who would I ask for, for? No one in my family has any money. I can't ask anybody in my family for my, oh, I need $50,000 yeah. for fucking startup capital. No, it'd be impossible. You know, but everybody, every company is like, every venture capital is like, you need to be doing that. Anyway, the point is, like, yeah, luck, it's a huge part of it. You know, is your, your ability to win, you know? I had a friend, he put his resume in, in AOL, okay, back in the day, this is back, way back in the day. In his AOL profile, he put his resume. He was in a chat room. Someone saw his profile. They're just going through looking at everybody's profiles. He got his first tech job off of that profile. And his resume was basically a clone of mine. Like it was a copy of mine. You know? Like we both had the same job. We both had worked at CompUSA. Just luck. Timing. Who's this? Gotti. Ah. You know? Just luck and timing. You know? Mm hmm. So, just weird, man. I mean, <sighs> luck sucks. I hate luck. You know, I wish this was a skill-based game like Star Citizen. Instead, it's all about luck and fucking, like, who you fucking know and nepotism and all this dumb shit. Honestly, a lot of life is skill-based, but most people don't want to invest the time to build that hey, skill set. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to take time to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right. You're absolutely right. It's both. Yeah. And this article is uh, definitely talking about how, you know, luck plays a big part, but also... So that the title is the radical or moral implications of luck in human life, and then acknowledging the role of luck is the secular equivalent of a religious awakening. So, in an example here, they they talk about how this this author was being interviewed on Fox Business, 
He wrote a book called Success and Luck, Good Fortune and the Myth of Meritocracy. This guy, Robert Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, he was being um, interviewed on Fox Business and uh, he said he was of Stuart Varney, whoever that is, said to him, do you know how insult- insulting that was when I read that? Meaning the guy was outraged when he read this, this book. You know, how luck plays into, you know, right. your good fortune and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, it's so crazy, you know, cause uh, I mean, they even mentioned in here, Donald Trump, uh, president Trump once claimed my father gave me a very small loan in 1975 and I built it into a company that's worth many million billions of dollars. Okay, sure. That's not true. Yeah, they gave him a ridiculous amount of money several times, and he declared bankruptcy mm-hmm. several times. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I, I encourage uh, both you two and everyone else listening to this to check out this article. It's uh, it's kind of long, but it's good. Um, it's very interesting. I will give it a read. Will do. Thank you. And then last but not least, uh, this is what I was talking about earlier. This is just a link to the article that's talking about the spinoff of uh, the Star Trek show for Michelle Yeoh. So this gives a little information about that. Hmm. Now, you said uh, Netflix is paying for half of Discovery. Would they... Are they? Do you know if are they paying for half of this, or could they do their own? Oh, I don't know. Like fully produced version. I don't know, and I honestly and, I don't know if it came off to if it was just the first season or what. I think it was for the full run of of Discovery, but that was part of the deals. Like Netflix would get the show everywhere else but here, and CBS would run it here. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's why Netflix okay. has access has rights to it. They get a significant amount for the sh- of, of money to go into the show. Some things I said, some things I saw said they paid for the all the production of the show. Other things I saw said half. Other things said they gave an undisclosed amount for the show to be created. So, but CBS is you know going to shit the bed. I mean CBS, all these old media companies just can't. They just suck at this stuff. Um, I'm going to quickly mention something, and I'm looking for the article. I can't find it, but I'll find it and put it in here at some point. Um, a woman was called to the hospital. Um, oh, I saw that. You heard about it, right? You know what I'm talking about? A woman <laughs> was called to the hospital, and they said, your brother's dying. You have, you know, He's on life support right now. You need to decide what to do, and we can't heal him. He's fucked. And so they started calling in family members to come and visit the brother. The brother's like, he has, had a beard, he looked a mess, and he had a, ma- a mask on his face and everything. So, the, so they looked at the guy, and family would come in, hello, goodbye, da 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 all week. The end of the week, they unplugged the guy, right? So a week goes by, <laughs> the hospital calls are back. <laughs> you know, they're about to arrange the funeral. The hospital calls are back, says, hey... Um, just wanted you to know, uh, we found out your brother's okay. (laughs) He's alive. He's in Rikers Island in jail and nobody knew. Uh, the guy who you, who you, 
we had you unplug was a homeless man who just happened to look a lot like your brother. <laughs> and, and have a similar name. Yeah, and, have, and the name was is off by a typo or something. Or either the same name or typo. I think it was the same name. So, yeah. I mean, the the, the, the guy was still fucked. And he was still going to die. But now I have the lady is suing the hospital over mental distress or something like that. Which I understand. Yeah, because she made the decision to unplug this now apparently complete stranger. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Pretty, pretty fucked up scenario. Yeah, actually, the hospital didn't call shit. It was the medical examiner. Oh, it was? Okay. They were doing an autopsy on him, and they're like, uh, yeah, this is not your brother. Oh, <laughs> I was okay, like, what? Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> She's like, huh? Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to find that article. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty wild one. I saw that on CNN. Yeah, interesting story. Um, interesting if true. Okay. Um, but yeah, anybody got anything else? No, sir. All right. Cool. Today is sports ball day. The Rams versus the. Anyone? Anyone? The Caps. The Caps. Evan. Nope. Dolphins. The Rams the Dolphins. versus the yes, the Miami Dolphins. All right, that's correct. No, it's the uh, New England Patriots. Wow, well, should have guessed that. The, is... the, the team that everyone it's hates. Boring. Go local it's sports team. And predictable. It's like saying it's like saying it's the New York Yankees. You know, it's like oh, pack Them of again? cheaters. Yeah. No, but it's it's it's, it's <laughs> every year. It's boring, and it's always the same cucks, dude. Get out of here with this. I mean, they earned it somehow. Yeah, I know, I know. You sure they did. <laughs> all right, let's let's get this. Luck has nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, it's all <laughs> skill. All right, let's get this thing out of here. Um, so... Hey, guys, have any plans for uh... no the day? You and I are going to nope. get the same a nap. party. Yes, we yeah, are. Our host bought a. He has a record player, so. He's going to be playing, he, he, but he only has one record, so he's already told me that we'll be listening to uh, Tim Carey's 1962 hit album, Fearless. Tim who? Tom, what's the name of that Tim Carey? To, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I, I bought him that album wow. for Christmas, and he's and he got a record player it's... to go with it, so now he's like, this is all we're listening to while we're here. The guy from It and Rocky Horror yeah, Picture Show? Yeah, it's a horrible... Oh, boy. <laughs> so we listened to like three songs off it earlier when I got here. Yeah, an album called Fearless. It's a horrible Mike, album. <laughs> go find a Tower Records and buy Jeff Goldblum's vinyl collection and take that over. Yeah, I wish. I, I do have the uh, the CD right here, but... Well, make it work. Put your put your phone next to the record player and just play it from your phone. So this record player has a Bluetooth speaker inside. It's kind of weird. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Is it made by Crossley? Uh, I don't know. He hid the put the box somewhere. I don't know. Was it nineteen dollars? Probably was. It was purchased for him by another friend of ours. One. I was actually going to get you one of those woman. one one of those cheap uh, record players, but I decided I actually like you. So I didn't. Um, yeah, the sound coming out of this is tinny and garbagey. It's not good. Well, yeah, I mean, we know that. Um, so eventually, though, James, we'll get you set up yeah. right. So, all right, let's close her out, guys. As always, family, uh, cast, and crew, vile panel. 
I'll ramble my way out of the show again today this week. Wow. Thank you very much for stopping by. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. Uh, please send us an email and let us know. Let's get your complaints or suggestions. We love hearing from you guys. Um, <clears throat> at Isle Panel Podcast at... Uh, wow. Mm, <laughs> feedback at... Three, I, three years, James. Feedback. We've been at this for three years. Feedback at IslePanelPodcast.com. Um, Twitter, Instagram are at Isle Panel Podcast. Uh, obviously, we have RSS feeds and iTunes and Google Play. Uh, use iTunes. Make sure you give us a, a like or rate us on Google on on iTunes. It helps us find more people on iTunes. I've recently found that out. Um, we have a Patreon account. The link is on our website. Just go to it from there. Um, it's a weird link, but it will get money to us. We appreciate that. Um, and the Amazon affiliate link. Check that out. Go click on it. Buy your things through it. No cost to you. We get our beaks wet. It's very nice. It's a good deal all around. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you very much, guys, for supporting us, and we appreciate your uh, continued patronage to this show, uh, even though you're not actually purchasing goods and services. But thank you for listening. Uh, I'm James, and for the rest of the panel crew, we're out. Yeah.